Yeah. We can still do a dad joke. No, I got one fine. for you. It's fine. I'm going to tell you one. No. Yeah, here we go. I don't want to listen. So, Steven, did you know no. that bees are allergic to flowers? No. It gives them hives. <laughs> Taywops is looking for new talent. Um, <laughs> just send your applications to... Hey everybody, I'm Chris. I'm Steven. We like board games. And beer. We decide to pair them we think you should too. Welcome to Table Hops. Hey bud. What's up, man? How's life? It's been shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's full of putting full of flu and ballet. Yeah, you know what was worse is What's, that we decided that to to fix our sorrows, we'd go to B Dubs. Oh God, that was a mistake. <laughs> so oh my God, go to B Dubs. I'm us- still not entirely sure that our waitress actually worked there. She didn't. There's she totally no way. came off on the street like, "Hey, you guys want some beer?" I'm like, "Yeah, you buying?" Yeah. <laughs> No kidding. Oh, boy. And she, she rolled up. She was like, I don't know what the happy hour specials are. Yeah. And then pulled out this weird card. Yeah, which looked like it was from like 1992. Yeah, like, she no traveled kidding. through time, come back, <laughs> tell us the happy hour specials. She's like, would you like a Bud Light? I'm like, no, skip the whole first half of the list. Oh, man. Yeah. And then I had that though that habanero sauce, which was tasty, but there's some weird consistency. It's like the, 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 the weird green ooze from the Nutty Professor where it, like I ate it and then it like expanded in my stomach, so I'm awkwardly, uncomfortably full right now. Right. I just had normal wings, so that I was, was the way to go. <laughs> I'm, you I'm you made the right choice. Yeah. Although she she said B- Buffalo Wild Wings has this rewards program oh, called boy. the Blazing, Blazing Rewards. Rewards, and apparently you were just so love drunk on this sauce that uh. I got my phone number wrong, and I destroyed <laughs> the internet somehow. Maybe she was just trying to get your phone number. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And eventually, she's just like, this guy doesn't know his own phone number. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, other than that, um, things have been pretty good. What uh, What's new with you, man? Have you played any games or drank any beer? Um, so I, uh, played Red Dragon Inn for the first time, which oh, is yeah. surprising. Like, yeah, it's like my Catan. <laughs> oh, you've not done it yet. <laughs> yeah. Considering there's, they're, they're up to 10, I believe. I think so. Um, so I, I played Red Dragon Inn for the first time. It's surprisingly not, not complex, but there's, there's, there's a decent amount of like, yeah, it's a well-made game. Yeah. There's, there's, there's room to get good at it. It's very simple, right? Yeah. It's very simple to pick up and go. But there's a reason why the rule book is 14 pages long, is because there's there's all these like nuances right. to it. Right, there's things that might uh, clash with, with each other. Yeah, I played as the stable hand. Oh, <laughs> and, I I've only played the the OG like the the long time ago. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The first time we played, me and Jenny were in Maui and we went to Maui Con uh-huh. and they had a Red Dragon tournament and we both entered it and there was like I think there was like 18 of us. Jenny got in the top four. Wow. Yeah, I lost like instantly. I was the magician that pulled the rabbit out of the hat. (laughs) It's a lot of luck, right? To a point, yeah. Um, There's a decent amount of luck. There's there's also a decent amount of strategy to it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's very simple, and I do like that you can play with basically how many of our players you have decks for. Sure. Um, And I feel like each of the characters in that game play very differently. Yeah. A friend of mine played with the dwarf. uh, They call him a businessman. But it's it's really just like this dwarf miner who's retelling all his stories at the bar. That's fantastic. And so one of his like abilities is that when he plays a card and it has a uh, a mug on it, mm-hmm. he then gets to tell a story. And it's 
I remember when yep. you know I poked the goblin in the eye, and he you know I really like the theme of it. The theme right. of it's cool. It's very much like you know a bunch of adventurers are are in a bar waiting for their next quest or whatever, right? right. Um, but you're so, tell, you're recanting stories of like your past yeah deeds. Exactly, exactly. But you can buy drinks for other people, yeah, and that will make their intoxication meter go up. Or, yeah. So so every turn you first thing you do is you draw cards. And then you uh, play an action card, which normally is either affecting somebody's fortitude or uh, starting a gambling round. Right. Right. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yep. The gambling is cool because it's like, you know, there's there at least in, in the set that I was playing, you there's cards that interact with each other. So right. there's like, I win this hand unless you can play a cheating card mm-hmm. type thing. Yep. Um, so you do that and then you buy a round of drinks. For everybody, and then you drink a drink yourself. Right. So you have your own pile of drinks. Yep. Um, and if you don't have any drinks, then you sober up and you and you move one way to the to the right. And if at any point your fortitude and your intoxication mm-hmm. thing touch you, you're out. Correct. Yep. Pretty cool game. Yeah, it's nifty. Um, <clears throat> I think the only thing that I would change personally, and that's just because I'm uh, bougie, mm-hmm. is metal coins. Yeah, it, it just it would just feel better. I can see that. I also think it'd be better if I was drinking. Um, yeah, uh, the funny thing about that is, I feel like when I've played the game, like if I drink too much, I'll actually mess up. Right. Like the game is decently complex, where you know it's not it's not a drinking game. Right. You know exactly. What I mean? It's in the guise of a drinking game. Yeah, but I would totally play it as a drinking. Oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we, I think people like <laughs> us would. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a great game. Yeah. Um, you know, I I do think that. There's a huge advantage to a. There's all this content out there, right? Mm-hmm. And b. The game is simple enough to where like you can play it in the a huge group of people, and it won't feel like it's taking too long. Sure, you know. And and like uh, other popular games, like I guess Munchkin to a point. If you meet up people in a game store or like you know at a bar, even yeah, there's somebody that probably knows how to play it. Yeah, and I, I felt like Red Dragon Inn has now on my, now on my list for that, but it wasn't before. Okay, um, and I don't know why. Yeah, I I always loved it. I just never picked it up because, I don't know, in my weird OCD-ness, I'm like, I should pick up the first one, (laughs) which I'll never fucking find. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I like it. What about you? Have you uh, uh, had anything? You said you had the Scooby-Doo Goza. Yeah, uh, so beer-wise, I had the the Zoinks out of Smart Mouth's Scooby-Doo-themed Goza series. That one's really good. I think it's mango and, I want to say blueberries. has to be blueberries, but it's very good. Okay. I feel like if I approach Goza's more as like a, a soda, less of like a beer, then my brain accepts it more. I think that's smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get away from a lot of the fad beers that we're running into right now. Yeah. I'm trying to go back to the basics, and I've been really into uh, Colch's recently. Interesting. So Colch's are very, very good. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you, you talked about the German beer law in our, in our last yeah, podcast. Yeah, I've, just, I've noticed like I have some friends in the beer industry, and some of them own breweries, and they're like, what the fuck is going on with the beer industry right now where, where everyone's making like, you know, cinnamon toast crunch beer and fucking yeah. like um, y- y- beer with edible glitter in it. Yeah. You know, you see that, sh- that <laughs> shit. I'm like, what the hell's going on right now? You know, going I crazy. Think, I think, I think it, it, uh, it's story time. Chris. Okay. I think you need to tell the story about your housewarming party. Oh, I don't remember my housewarming party. I remember. Yeah, you do. Oh, I remember it vividly. Yeah, you do. Which part are we talking about now? Give talking, me a... I'm talking about the part 
where you were oh. concerned, <laughs> you were very concerned about our yeah, content on right. this channel. I was freaking out because I was like, drunk Chris, who's a completely different person than than you know regular Chris, was talking about how you know the beer industry is is cannibalizing itself and we're it's flipping over on its head. It's gotten too big that it can't support itself, and everyone's getting fired, and no one's going to drink beer in the future, and and we're going to run out of things to do. And quote beer will not outlast board games. Yeah, that was a mistake. Everyone's going to drink beer for the rest of their lives. <laughs> oh, boy. So you got some validation, though, that the beer industry is... Uh... Oh, yeah. It's not doing <laughs> great. It's, but it, you know, it's not... Okay, I don't... You know, I'm not in the industry, sure. but from what I understand is it it's still doing its thing, but it's definitely on the downward slope of that big, huge boom that happened, you know, in the, you know, mid... 2000s early 2010s i think everything it's tough right like i would almost consider beer to be like a creative industry right two point yeah and every creative industry goes through that sure right sure like like the music industry music industry movies television like it Mm. all it all goes through this like oh everything is really hot right now and then it's like not so much. It's like, yeah, it's mediocre, right? right? And then you need that something to like re revital. Like, for example, Avengers, right? Yep. Movies were just kind of like the same old, same old. And then Avengers came out and it's this whole new thing now, right? Now, now everybody's starting to copy that. And it's like, like, they're like, if I'm going to see a Marvel movie, I know what it is. True. But even then, I feel like going on to the movie thing now, I feel like everyone's super oversaturated with the, with the superhero movies. Yeah, exactly. TV shows. I think the new thing coming out to not combat that, but just to keep that rolling is those horror, um, horror superhero movies. Oh yeah. Like Brightburn. Brightburn yeah. looks actually pretty sweet. Yeah. And what's the other one? Uh, like even umbrella company to a point, it's like the, the umbrella uh, Academy. Umbre- sorry. Umbrella Academy yeah. to a point is like, um, X-Men. If things didn't go well. Yeah. I think part of that too, though, is like the, the nostalgia factor, right? Oh, Cause sure. like, all of a sudden, in the past like two years, it's become cool to be nerdy, but only if you're nerdy from like the '90s. Well, currently it's the '90s boom. There was a little bit of an '80s boom for a little bit. Yeah. And the sad thing is, eventually there'll be a '2000s boom <laughs> when that was the past. <laughs> and and we will no longer be the cool kids. No, I don't think I was ever the cool kids. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, everything's Ninja Turtles and Trans Transformers, and now it's all like you know, uh, Say by the Bell and. Yeah. Nickelodeon, all that shit. Yeah. But, you know, it's what it is. So I had the uh, Saturday morning IPA. Yeah. The Lucky Charms one. I've never heard a good thing about it. I mean, I haven't heard bad things about it, but I've, from what I understand, it's just a New England style IPA with lactose in it. Yeah. It didn't even taste like a New England to me. It tasted much more West Coast than New England. Oh, maybe that's what it is. I don't actually remember what it was branded as. Yeah, I I think it, it was just an IPA. Okay, like I don't think they clarified it. Okay, but all but it it's is, hazy, right? Like it's yeah, yeah, not super hazy, but you right. like you can't clearly see through it. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Do you taste the marshmallow in it at all, or is it just sweetness you, at that you, point? You taste a little bit of sweetness, but you can't. Like I couldn't tell that it was marshmallows, even me thinking that it would, would be marshmallows. Okay. And maybe maybe that's what it was, is I was expecting it to be marshmallows, and it wasn't. Okay. Um, but if you like Smart Mouse IPA, like just their standard sure. Notch 9, I think is what it's called. Notch 9 is their double. Okay. Rule G is their Rule standard. Rule G, yeah. Rule G has been replaced by their Game On. Okay. 
Which actually is a little bit better. I got yeah. a growler that the yeah. other day. So if you like their Rule G, like it tastes to me, it tastes like Rule G with a little with sweetness. A little sweetness. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I'd actually uh, talked to, I talked to some people at Smartmouth because I was there last week, and they uh, were saying like they thought it would be like it would taste like um, what am I trying to say? It would they would taste like Lucky Charms. They thought it would be a Lucky Charms flavored beer. Kind of like Lightning Kugels tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Wait, Smart Mouth thought that? No, 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 no. People that I was talking to at the brewery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me let me say that again. People that I talked to that had that beer yeah. were under the impression that it would taste like Lucky Charms. Yeah, that that was that was the media frenzy right. behind and, it. Right, and they never, Smart Mouth never said that that was the point of it. They, they even explicitly said, this does not taste like Lucky Charms. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like in their in their press release, they said this doesn't taste like Lucky Charms. Yeah, but people don't read press releases. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Only we do. Yeah. Um, funny thing though, I talked to some of the employers at at Smartmouth, and they were saying that they got a letter from General Mills, uh-huh. and they have banned them from ever making that again. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And so they're like, they didn't send them a cease and desist. They sent them a, you guys did well, don't do this again, <laughs> or there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be issues. Right. So that was it, one and done. They, if they do it again, they just can't have the mar- the marshmallows on the label is what killed them. Yeah, and apparently they're not allowed to say uh, what are they what are they branded at ridiculously delicious or something like that. Yeah, it was too close to magically delicious. They can't say that. Basically, right. they just can't do it anymore. Yeah, they won't. I mean, it was something that got blown way out of proportion. Yeah, because you see uh, in small breweries all these things you know that are branded and they're like like what's the uh, there's a coffee one that has the Folgers can. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if Folgers found it, they would probably say something against it. But it's yeah. such a small brewery that... Well, here's the thing, right? Is Strange Ways has had an actual Lucky Charms beer yeah. for years. But no one, you no know, one, besides no one, beer nerds. Yeah, but no one cares because it's not like... It, it didn't get the the frenzy. Right. right. Um, and I, I don't know why. It, like it, it, I, Someone who understands social media virality will, will, I'm sure, tell me. But I don't. I didn't understand it. No, and there a lot of people that we like my Facebook friends that are on there. I'm like, you don't even like beer. Yeah, you know why are you? It's yeah. one of those, like you said, social media experiments. I had a buddy that was out there. They they opened at noon. He was out there at six. Yep. And I was like, why? And there was people they were waiting in for hours, and they show up, and they, at the end of the line, they're like, oh, there's none left. Somebody bought an empty four pack for a hundred bucks online. Why? I don't get. Like it, you just wanted the can that bad? I guess just to have that as a. I don't get event? it. Event the 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 going rate. So they once they sold out at one o'clock, mm-hmm. right? The going rate for a four pack was one hundred and forty five dollars. Wow, one hundred and forty five for a four nuts. pack. That's nuts for a four pack of an IPA. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. And I know like there's some there's some places that are still selling it, and and the the pilot house had it too, but they sold out of it. Yeah. Um, but there's some places like Mix It Up and stuff that were advertising yeah, local it. local bottle shops yeah, have it. Yeah, they have it. But that whole fad or like that whole excitement yeah. of it has died down. So people are like, eh. Well, and again, like you were saying, like I haven't heard anyone that's been like, this is great. This no. is fantastic. Everything, everyone's either been, this is like okay or this is like, this is bad. Well, bad is rough because I feel like. Again, the people that told me they didn't like it were people that were thinking it would be... Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree, a thousand yeah. percent. I'm like, as an IPA, I don't know. Maybe it's a good IPA. I've never had it. I've also talked to people that are like... The main... Like, when I talk to beer people about it, they're like, uh, oh, it was okay. You know it would be better? This French toast IPA or whatever. If you're if you looking for that kind of crazy sweet IPA. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm not. But I mean, 
I know it's out there. Yeah. I tried that SOB by Flying Dog, brewed with four-leaf clovers or some bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not very good, in my opinion. <laughs> it tastes like grass. It it it, it, it tastes kind of like dandelion-y, yeah. if that makes That's sense weird. at all. Yeah, That's it's weird. it's it's like a red that has like... It's like if you were mowing your lawn and left an Irish red on the table <laughs> next to you. It tastes a little bit like that. Yeah, I didn't enjoy weird. it very much. Um, what else... Oh, I went to Home Republic for their beer class, uh-huh. and their brewer has this award-winning for this year uh, salted caramel brown ale, and it's actually really good. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a really good like you definitely taste the salty and the, the the caramel taste without it being overbearing. Okay. Yeah, it's more natural tasting. It's less like artificial sweetness taste. Gotcha. Like you get out of those like like I think Southern Tier makes a uh, salted brownie uh, stout, and it's yeah. like over the top. Yeah. Like I could do maybe like a little taster of it and that's it. This yeah. one was actually pretty pretty good. I like the um what is it the the Biggie S'mores? Oh yeah, that's from Three Notch. Yeah. Yeah, that one's nuts. Yeah. That yeah, was really good. Very good. And they have variations on that too. Yeah. But yeah. There it is. Games. I have played new games this week or since the last time we spoke. I've played a maze that Neil Patrick Harris game that was pretty yeah. fun. I've played Nemesis, which I liked a lot. Yeah. So Nemesis is from Awakened Realms. Yeah. They've done Edge of Darkness. They've done Lords of Hellas. Mm-hmm. And this is like a uh, alien-themed game, right? Right. It's an unapologetically alien franchise game. Like sure. there's, it's There's so many references to it. Yeah. Uh, it plays really well. I, I played it as a three-player, and it took me about four hours. Okay. With people that basically know board games, just right. getting into it took, took a while. It's pretty neat, and we were discussing this earlier, how you, you start with two objectives, and they might be very polarizing, and as you play the game, as soon as the alien appears, you have to choose one to keep for the rest of the game and discard the other. Gotcha. And so that, you can kind of see where the game's going, and then decide, oh yeah, I really want to, you know, be the asshole trader, or I really want to, like, you know, try and win. Right. But the whole game, you're you're kind of second-guessing what people are doing. Okay. So yeah. it's it's really well made. Uh, the figures, the miniatures are amazing. Like, yeah. They're super detailed. Yeah. Especially the queen, because the queen's like this ginormous miniature who has like a bunch of little like spawn coming out of the bottom of it. That's it, cool. It's super sweet. And all the tokens, there's like there's fire tokens and um, broken like they're little like uh, broken system tokens, little gears. Okay. Yeah. And little noise tokens, and they're all like three D and transparent, really cool. Oh, they're cool. all plastic. Yeah. But they, but they look awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and everything like. Uh, you have different conditions and on your card you have conditions that are like um, mapped out and you just have these clear glass beads that you put on your character card when you have those conditions huh, rather, okay. rather than individual conditions for yeah, each guy. Yeah, which yeah. honestly makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, and they look cooler. Yeah. I, uh, Waking Realms production has always been like through the roof. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you have these little uh, plastic trays that go in front of your character card so you can stack your cards in them. Oh, okay. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty neat. Kind of like a hand holder type yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of. Because you end up with a lot of shit as you go through the ship. My yeah. only, if I had to find a negative with it, I find that the the, the ship map, like uh-huh. the actual board itself, is a little too dark. Yeah. Like the corridors and everything's, so the corridors connect the different rooms, but you never move through the corridors. You just go room to room. Right. They just show you which ones you can go to. Right. But sometimes I, there was something I'm like, oh, I didn't actually see that there was a corridor there. Oh, I got like you. Like, they're that dark yeah. that I'm like... Because it's supposed to look like, you know, the 
Yeah, like a powered off ship type yeah. thing. Um, but I think I think they could have, if not brighten it up, make like the a negative UV spot space, or something. Yeah, make the negative space a little more yeah. popping because right now it's it's just, it's a big blackboard. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. On that very cool game. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out. So today we are talking about traveling with beers and board games. Yeah. So something that we're going to be starting pretty soon is we're thinking of bringing some games to places for people to check out. Yeah, yeah. So we um, we want to start doing a little game night mm-hmm. and uh, trying to figure out the logistics of that. And sure. Spaces and so we've done some at we've done a couple of dates at uh, Atlantis. Yeah, Atlantis, and uh, we each bring our own individual backpacks full of bullshit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, Mine is really more of just a cajon bag. Right. It's just a cajon bag with some reinforced straps, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like... I'm not a big fan of pockets, and I know that sounds crazy. No, I can understand that. Um, I find that if I have pockets, I just lose stuff in there, and mm-hmm. I never... I just forget that it's there. Right. Like, our two game bags are very different. I have that game-on ridiculous monstrosity of a backpack, mm-hmm. and it can expand, and it has, like, a bazillion pockets. I'm yep. sure there's something in one of those pockets that I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the game-on bag is sweet. It is a little pricey for me, though. I couldn't see myself spending 150 bucks on a backpack, backpack for board games. that I'm only going to use for that one purpose. You know what right. I mean? Well, I honestly have used it for a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, it's, like, my go-to, like, traveling bag now yeah because it can get so big because it has that expanding pocket yeah which i like because i can put it like in normal backpackish mode or right. full-on crazy gloomhaven right. let's, let's carry three copies of gloomhaven <laughs> in it uh, it has a lot of pockets it has the the two beer koozies i call them beer koozies they're probably meant for water <laughs> and then um it has like it has a lot of weird pockets that i don't really know what's supposed to go there with straps and shit maybe they're for like sex toys i haven't figured that out yet well the the sides fit like bombers right yeah yeah yep they ha- and they have little straps that stra- um snap a- around the rest of the bottle okay to keep yeah. it from yeah falling from, over from, from now over. every uh promo picture i've seen of it has a water bottle in there right but let's be honest <laughs> well probably because they can't put beer they can't there. put an alcoholic beverage in there yeah have you ever heard of the canopy bag no so the canopy bag i'm pulling up a picture of it for you now it honestly like it looks like a big grocery bag but these are like oh okay they're the bee's knees among gamers okay right it's more like a messenger bag uh, it has yeah. a strap that goes around your shoulder? Yeah, but like it's not a messenger bag in shape. Like Right. It's it's, it's a big rectangle, but yeah. how do you carry you carry it on your hip? Yeah, so there's there's two straps that you can hold or uh, you can messenger bag mm-hmm. it over your shoulder. See, I don't know if I'd like that with a big ass box on one side. I feel I feel uh lopsided. Yeah, I think like, let's depends. say you had to walk a decent amount of space. I'd rather have a backpack. I think it depends. Depends on what I'm carrying. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have it evenly distributed. Like, when I go to cons, I I don't like carrying a backpack. Why's that? I get sweaty and... uh, Well, mine has all these crazy wick paddings and bullshit to prevent me from my out-of-shape ass carrying board (laughs) games from getting too sweaty. I also don't like... I guess when I do go to conventions and stuff, I don't carry board games with me. Well, yeah, that's true. You know, I'm going to the board games at the beach mm-hmm. in April, and I'm taking board games with me, but I'm probably, honestly, just going to, like, bring them in, like, an Ikea bag or something. Okay. Um, not, not your bit. You don't like that one? Uh, I'll probably take that, um, but, like, I don't know if I will carry that. 
I'm going to be bringing more games than can fit in that bag. Does that make sense? Why are you bringing so many? Uh, so the way it works is it's like a um, community library, right? Oh, so they don't have like a dedicated game library. They do. They 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 have their own game library. Okay. Um, but to supplement it, they you know people encourage bring, you people bring, bring their own games. Yeah, gotcha. Um, especially stuff that's like popular, right? Um, so like root and shit like that, or root, uh, Gloomhaven, any anything like uh. Like if I had Wingspan, I'd be bringing that. You know, like really popular games. They, uh, I mean, they're they're a, they're a local store, so they only get so many copies of it in. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so and this whole weekend, they're taking their library out of their store, right? Oh wow! So they, you know, they have to balance that. Have you have you seen the store or pictures of it? Do you mm-hmm. know, how, like, yeah. what's its size? Is it like Atlantis, or is it not quite as big, bigger? Or? Um. So their game space is probably the same size as Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Um, their retail space is probably a little bit more dense. Okay. Like, it's probably, I don't know, three quarters of the size, but they fit a lot more into that space. Okay. Um, they also do, uh, like, singles and board games, only they don't really do comics. Okay. Yeah, that makes so sense. They, I feel like a lot of what used to be the comic and game shops, I feel like they're mainly splitting off. You know, like, yeah, Atlantis is the only one that I'm aware of that still does both. Do do both locations do both? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, the Norfolk one it's in the back by the D and D corner. Okay, um, and the, the Portsmouth one obviously it's right up front. Okay, because so. I know like Kings and stuff you play Magic there, but they don't sell yeah, board they sell games. Magic. They sell Magic, yeah, yeah. Yu Gi Oh and comics. Yeah, I think especially in this area, like there's a very clear like delineation for like where you go, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's almost like the cast system of, of board game stores, right? There's like, <laughs> there's hell. Okay. Which would be like, you know, comic Kings. Okay. <laughs> well, for, for a board game, for a board game. Okay. Right. Like they have space, but there's no games. There's no games. Right. Right. Um, there's Atlantis, mm-hmm. which is like middle of the road, middle of the road. Right. Right. Um, they've got a bunch of great play space, their games are normally pretty good. Um, they have a huge game library, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I take that back. Atlantis would probably be my top one. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. I think about it. Um, Tower would probably be my middle of the road one. Okay. Um, Tower is definitely cleaner. That's my. That's what I was going to say is I feel like the play space is just better kept than any other comic shop yeah. I've been to. Yeah. I'd rather spend time there. Then um, Atlantis. Well, was, the Bortsworth one isn't as bad. I feel like the Norfolk one's a little dingy. Yeah. My problem with Tower, uh-huh. uh, this is kind of getting on a tangent, but sure. um, <laughs> my problem with Tower Games is that I don't feel like their staff is knowledgeable enough to like help you decide on making a purchase. That's fair. Um, That's fair. And they also charge for their game library, which I think is a little... It's a, But I mean... I get it, but it's... Uh, I feel like that also goes towards how nice the place looks like you're sure. paying, you're paying a tithe pretty much yeah, at that point. Exactly. I don't personally care how my board games get there as long as that they're safe. What board game did we go or what game shop did we go to where they like had taps and shit? Oh, um, that was in Raleigh, right? That is, uh, atomic comics. Yes. Yeah. We need something like that here. Yeah. Atomic comics is huge. Why don't we have a goddamn beer serving board game place? We should stop doing that and do this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, 
Yeah, they 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 have a huge. First of all, they they do everything. They do. Uh, they're a Star City Games event space. Okay. And so they do Star City Games events and like open invitationals and all that. Mm-hmm. They've got a huge, you know, wall of of board games. Yeah. That spans the uh, the ages. Right. They also have a decent amount. Like all their prices are very reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Very reasonable. Um, they do have a comic section, which I didn't notice that, but I wasn't there for the yeah. For that. It's over there by the collectibles, and then then you get like halfway into the store, and it's just play space. Yeah. And a bar. Right, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else you could ask for. So, nope, I could live there. Well, this has kind of turned into a game shop episode. So, you want to just keep talking about game shops? I guess we can. Yeah, I think my the biggest thing that I hate about game shops, okay, is when they have that weird musty smell, the 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 wet cardboard smell. Yeah, yeah, it's nasty. It's like it's like that, and it, no matter where you go, there's going to be like. TCG players there, yeah. Whether it be Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh right. or whatever, always. And so there's always that that musty cardboard mm-hmm. and fat dude musty. Yeah, it's a, it's like a oh boy. Yeah, there's there's a specific scent, <laughs> yeah. a specific swamp ass scent. Yeah, that comes with that. Oh yuck. Yeah, sounds like you've got highs of hemorrhoids. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh boy, um, but I mean, even to the point like we, we can talk about breweries, like going to play yeah. board games at breweries. Yeah, and I feel like I've I've reached both gamuts where I've like I've come to a brewery and they have these awesomely big tables, and you set up a game, and people are interested, they come play with you. Yeah. And then I've also been at the other ones where they're really tinyly packed uh, tasting rooms, and you just you go and you're like, oh no, we're not fucking playing uh, this yeah. today. Well, I think with for breweries. At least for me, like the primary objective of a brewery is to sell beer. Sure. Right? Yes. Um, and I've been to plenty of brewery where their tasting rooms are shite. Right. But their beer is amazing. And I feel like, especially with local breweries, I feel like they need to reach that balance because what they want you to do is stay there and drink their beer. Sure. So, I mean, like if you're going to be mainly distributing or you want to sell your beer to go in crowlers or whatever, right, right. you do that. But if you, I feel like to survive a, as a local brewery, yeah. at least a small, you know, distribution point, you're going to need a, a nice, pl- like, hangout place. Yeah, without a doubt. Right. Because, like, oh, oh, I'm trying to think. Like, I love O'Connor's space. Yeah. Temperature control-wise, not so much. It's not their fault. It's Virginia. Sure. You know, it's a shitty climate for that. Yeah. Smart Mouth's tasting room is very small. Uh, but Benchtop climate is controlled. Nice, but climate controlled. Benchtop is really nice. Bearded Bird has a very large space. But not great beer. I haven't been a fan. I, I know they've hired new brewers. Okay, so maybe we so need maybe I'll shot. give them another shot. Coelacanth. I Coelacanth like, has I like a nice their beer. space. I'm not a big fan of their beer because I feel like their only offerings of beers that I've tasted that are like out of the norm, like their IPAs to me have been, always been like middle of the road at best. Sure. Stouts and Gozes. Sure. Have been their big points, but yeah. I'm like neither one I can deal with for very long. Right. Yeah. To me though, like that's the perfect example of. A middle of the road space mm-hmm. and a middle of the road beer. Yeah, like like they do have they has definitely have some shining stars in the beer scenario. Yeah, but their space is definitely small. But they they utilize what they what, right like the they most set it out up of it. nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think uh, I think Bold Mariner does a good job of that. too. Bold Mariner is good, but again, they're not climate controlled. Yeah, uh, I think the best one, like if we were going to set up a gaming thing, the best one would probably be Benchtop. 
Yeah, that's where I'm thinking. Because, I mean, like, for me, if I think about flagships, my favorite brewery where I can drink literally anything they have is Smart Mouth and O'Connor's. Yeah. Rip Rap, eh. Coelacanth, I, I probably have one and done. Yeah. Benchtop, I could probably do okay on. Yeah. Because they're, I mean, even though they're, their IPAs tend to be on the way juicy side of things, yeah. I still, I still like them. Green Flash would have been good for that. Um, yeah. yeah, Green Flash had really good beer, but it, but they didn't utilize and their space was awesome. Yeah, but they, they just didn't, didn't use it. it. Yeah, I feel like New Realm has used the space significantly better. I don't think their beer is as good, but it's not bad. Up until they started to do this restaurant thing. Oh yeah, now it's going to be different. It's all weird now. They've got walls. They up got up. walls. Yeah, I did see that. And walls in front of the in front of the bar. Yeah, so it creates this really crowded space in front of the bar, yeah. and then they walled off that the the back section where like the, uh, the merch used to be the merch used to be yeah right. and so now it's a private party section didn't they already have a private party section on the other side yeah do they have two now well no the private party section that used to be is going to be the kitchen oh right of course of course so, so go there when it's nice outside yeah exactly Other than that no probably not it's just it felt it feels way too tight i know? feel like they're going to have to rely on servers bringing out the beer. You're not going to be able to line up there. Yeah. It's it was tough. already pretty rough. I, th- I think they'll utilize the outside bar a lot more. There. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But that wasn't there when Green Flash was there. No, no. Green that's Flash what did I, not okay. have that. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That space was open. And it, that, that's where they sometimes put the tables out there. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Um, well, we'll see how that flows. I think the main thing they got to do is redesign that parking lot or put in more outlets. Yeah, because everything is like dead ends. It's like a one row that leads to six dead ends. Yeah, exactly. And then you leave. Tough. Tough. <laughs> you always you, now you want to do the back lot. Yeah, go in that back lot and you'll be all right. Yeah, Foster Hoon is a good space. Yeah, it's a good space. It, uh, I find that I think it's just their location near Hilltop is they're always fucking crowded. Yeah. Well, like, and and they're also like, I feel like they're almost more so a restaurant than a yes brewery. Right. 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 Agreed. But unlike other restaurants and breweries, I feel like both sides of the coin balance each other out. Like, they have good beer and good food. Yeah, unlike Legend, right? Right, which has... Well, Legend's rough because I feel like they've been around so long that maybe at that point in the craft beer industry, they were eh, their beer isn't bad. This I is prefer their special. beer to their food. Oh, okay. Maybe... Like, their food to me is like... It's okay. Yeah, it's nothing, it's nothing right home about. And another... Other side of, of that is uh, I've been to like the uh, what is it uh, the guys who make Vienna Lager the the popular one uh, Devil's Backbone yeah like their food is really good their beer is okay yeah in my opinion but um, I've been to two places I've been to their their main one that's on that Brewridge Trail like yeah and then I've been to their satellite brewery wherever that is north of Richmond which okay. was which was pretty they have good food yeah. and their beer is it's is there. <laughs> <laughs> a, a good example of a uh, place that has uh, good beer, mm-hmm. but like a really shitty space is Ass Clown. Okay, I haven't been there. Yeah, so Ass Clown's in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and like every typical brewery, right, it's in this industrial park. Yep. Right? And uh, their space is very small, first of all. It's probably yeah. the size of uh, Reaver Beach. Which okay? is very small. Yep. yep. So it's a, probably about that size. But instead of filling it with like tables and chairs, they have two gigantic tables that are actually barrels. Okay. Right? Very thematic, whatever. Yeah. They have these gigantic like counter height chairs. And then they have two couches. Okay. So it's like a 
big Viking mess hall with two couches exactly. in the corner yeah. for cuddling. It's so it's so strange. But yeah. their beer is fantastic. Okay. Like their beer list is so long they write it on the roof on that's, the ceiling. That's pretty cool. I'd like to you go know? there. You know, when we went to Adroit, that place is pretty shitty, honestly. I know they were redesigning their tasting room. Oh, yeah. We haven't been back since, but they only had I was like, in someone's backyard. Yeah. Yeah, it was as bad as... It was uh, like someone's garage. Like, yeah. you, open, you, you open it up and, oh, there's there's Bubba. Sure. I, I don't know if you ever went to O'Connor's before they moved. The what, old spot. Yeah. Where, like, Rip Rap is now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah, it was down the street. But it, it was a junkie, like, someone's garage. It, yeah. Like, it smelled like garbage the whole time. But they make good beer. Yeah. You got to yeah. grow. I get it. But sure. I, I think the we're almost getting to that point of the... Barnes and Noble versus Walden Books scenario. Uh, early two thousands, Barnes and Noble and Walden Books were both having declining sales. Right, you know, got to do something to fix it. Right, what did Barnes and Noble do? Barnes and Noble put in a Starbucks. Starbucks, right, <laughs> which and isn't a, technically a Starbucks. No, it's a it's a uh, Barnes and Noble cafe right. serving Starbucks. Starbucks. But everyone knows it as Starbucks because it was the first thing to put in a Starbucks. Right into right. it right which is smart it's just it's a it, you know target actually has a starbucks like a full-on starbucks inside mm-hmm. of it um but that one doesn't count either well it's it's run by target employees right but um, you can't use starbucks gift cards out. correct yeah but they uh but barnes and noble so they added that and then people started having their book clubs there mm-hmm. you know and and so it was it was a very easy upsell to be like oh well don't order it off amazon you can just get it here today here's a 10 percent coupon yeah you know? have a coffee exactly so smart so you, you get on both sides of the coin, and then they survived, and Walden Books didn't. Right. Not you at know? all. What was the other one? Um, Books a Million? Books a Million. Yeah. They're yeah. still around. Yeah. They have one in Landstown, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Books a Million goes for that, like, discount. Yeah. You but know? you can get board games there, actually. Yeah. Um, funny thing is, I was saying, like, oh, they should put a Starbucks in, in the brewery. But I feel like a lot of the breweries I've been going to have cold brew on tap now. Yeah. Like uh, O'Connor's has or Nitro, yeah. Well, O'Connor's has the um, sewing in space on tap now, and then uh, I went somewhere else. They had Lynnhaven Coffee, mm-hmm. um, so I feel like that's the next thing. Makes sense. Well, I think you know, and and this partially affects me, uh-huh. right? So people feel bad inviting me to breweries now. Now that I'm on this keto diet, okay. And I get it, right? Like they don't want they don't want to be sitting there drinking, and I'm not doing anything, okay. Um, which I don't mind. Like I, don't I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, I would be drinking. <laughs> but I think providing other options other than just like a bottle of water or a bottle of Coke, like, is an easy upsell to be like. Yeah, you know, I feel. Yeah, I can see that. But at the same point, you know, there has to be a point where you're like, this is a brewery where it's going to serve beer. Sure. You know, I mean, it's nice to have a couple of other options, but I mean, like, well, I don't think there's any problem though with them having cold brew. Not at all. I yeah. love it. That's what I think I'm saying. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think I think that is a that is a swing in the right direction yeah. for kombucha would be another thing they could easily do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. root beer. Like when we went to Victory, they brew their own root beer there. Oh, that's, that's sweet. Awesome. Yeah, and their shit's good. You know what my favorite mixed drink is? Mm-mm. Root beer and whiskey. Oh, I can see that. I like root beer and rum. I'm huh. a big rum fan. Yeah, I love rum. Rum, yeah. rum, 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 rum. I think I think what breweries need to do first of all they. Without a doubt, they just have to brew good beer. Okay. Right? Like, that needs to be first and foremost. Sure. But I think second to that, like, you have to have a reason for people to come to your brewery. And it's not just releases. You need a reason to come to the brewery and stay at the brewery. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, come back another time. Yeah. You know? I know there was a huge, like, the, the two, there's two, like, polar parties kind of arguing back and forth about, 
a lot of people are pissed that like people have been bringing their kids to breweries because really? like this is a place to drink. We sure. don't want your fucking kids here. Sure. And a lot of people were like, this is a place to drink. We don't want your fucking dogs here. Right. And so I honestly prefer the dogs over the kids. <laughs> my main issue. Okay. Just to get on my soapbox for a yeah. minute. I have no problem with you bringing your kids to the brewery. Uh-huh. Watch your fucking kids. Yeah. Take care of them. They run amok everywhere. Yeah. Like I remember going to uh, the first time I went to New Realm when it first opened. Uh-huh. There were two kids beating each other with giant Jenga blocks, and I walked by and I'm like, "Oh, kid, oh, shit!" And then this other guy walked up and said, "Those are your kids?" I'm like, "No, I just got here. I don't have kids now." <laughs> you know? He's like, "Well, I guess they're gonna kill each other." All right, bye. Have a good day. Like they just they it's like free daycare, and I feel like that's not acceptable. No, that shouldn't be like that. So I don't think you should treat breweries like a bar. No, because right? no, they're not. It's not the same thing. But I also think you're still serving alcohol, you know, and yeah, you need you. If, if you're you, bringing your kids to a place where adults are drinking alcohol, you need to take care of them. Correct. I agree. I also think, though, that like I, I understand like not bringing your dog into a space like like Wasserhund because of the food. Not only because of the food, but just because of the, the space, the physical. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that. But I mean, they need to make a law somewhere. And I feel like the only, they had that big thing with like that one person in Richmond or whatever who sure. freaked out because of that dog. But I feel like the main tipping point now is, are you cooking food? There should not be animals in here. Right. No, I agree. As opposed to, but they can't put limitations on the space. I mean, they should. But like young veterans, even though, even their new space, which is not much bigger, yeah, they have dogs there all the time. Yeah. And I have no problem with it. Even with dogs, if you're going to bring your animals, if you're going to bring your kids there, you need to control them. Yeah. No, I agree. I just think that it, it should be a, a city permit thing. Like, like it should be a, like almost like a conditional use permit. Like right now, if you, it's, it's really nerdy, okay. right? But if you want to, like let's say you want to have outside seating, right? And there's a sidewalk there, right? Okay. You have to get a permit to allow for that outside seating to make sure it doesn't interfere with the sidewalk. Fair enough. Right? Yep. I think that the the law is you leave it open to the cities to decide, and then the cities are like, okay, you want to have dogs, here's this permit you have to have. Okay. And it, it would it would solve both problems of concerns about, like, occupancy, right? Because mm-hmm. dogs can take up a lot of space. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so, you know, there's fire safety concerns there. Right. What happens in an emergency? Yep. And then there's also health concerns, right? Like you talked about, like, yeah. are you primarily a restaurant? Right. Right. Or are you are you cooking food? Right. Like, not just a food truck. The main thing is the cooking of the food. I can understand that being a problem. Yeah. You know, uh, the other thing was, <laughs> I know dogs aren't allowed, but I've seen people bring weird pets to breweries. Like what? Like, the biggest one was this ginormous like two sundance sized like gila lizard what? on a leash on like one of those dog leashes just wandering around bowser we took bowser there that day yeah. he flipped his shit dude exotic pets weird me out i can un- yeah like they they weird me out especially when like people treat them like they're like dogs they like pet them and shit and I'm yeah like, oh god and it's like again. dude that's that's a scaly lizard, lizard. yeah it was just a big motherfucker too like what it was like doing? like that thing from james bond that ate that one dude <laughs> i so this is gonna be weird but <laughs> i knew a guy in college uh-huh. that used to take around his macaw he had a macaw Parrot? was yeah. he a pirate captain <laughs> <laughs> and the, the macaw would sit on his shoulder would it talk shit to you uh 
he would say he would say like curse words and stuff, but oh, okay. he didn't like know full sentences. But he like brought them everywhere. That is a little strange. Like literally everywhere we went. I've known keep people that bring like rats and shit in their pocket, and I'm like, that's a little quirky. But yeah. You do you, Buckaroo. Yeah. I don't know. I, I again, I do think though that that breweries need to figure out something to like, like most breweries are dead Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Maybe you have a day days you're allowed to bring your pet. Yeah. But I, I don't know the legality of it. I don't know how hard it is to enforce those. Well, I think I think more so though. You just need you just need stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, honestly, game shops have the same problem, right? Like no one's coming to their shop unless you're specifically picking up something or there's an event. Right. Right. There needs to be a reason to stay. Exactly. Right. Um, and that's why I think like, you know, like probably why half the reason the smart mouth thing was so good, right. Is cause it was a popular release. Yeah. And everyone showed up. Sure. But then they were gone. That was it. You know? Yep. So no one hung out. Yeah. We just need to make our own, brewery game store we that's, should that's what we need to do dogs what? are allowed but no kids <laughs> what would it be called table hops obviously like that seems like it's already named itself so table hops the podcast table hops brew pub table hops brew pub we have to get one of those like uh very classical wooden on a chain signs yeah yield <laughs> table hops <laughs> that that swings yeah, in swings, the breeze yeah. and it has to have like salon or not salon <laughs> saloon doors <laughs> Salon doors. <laughs> so the name of it is Table Hops Game Pub. Oh. Okay? Because we're not cooking our own fucking food. <laughs> we'll get food trucks. That's the first thing. We're going to get food trucks. And we need to decide. I think I think we go the, the uh, Tower well, Games. Is it, is it a game pub then? Or is it like a... It's a game pub. It's a pub where you Cause play it's still, games. It's still pub. Pub. You don't need food at a pub. It's just a bar. Well, then why is a brew pub... A, Oh fuck! You're right. I like the name Game Hub, Gabe Pub, Game Pub, Gabe Pub, Gabe Pups, Gabe Pug, Gabe Pug. <laughs> That's what it's called, the um, Gay Pug. So, so I think we go the uh, Tower Games route, where you just pay a little bit to use the library, because you know, drunk people, they're gonna fuck up the games. We're not yeah. gonna like take their ID and shit. We're just gonna yeah, whatever. Throw it just out let there. It be. Have a donate like a little lending library. People yeah. will bring games. And, and I think have do, events. You do special events for yeah. like when you do like more advanced stuff, right? Sure. Um, yeah, I could get down with that. I also think that you um, you could reserve tables for your own game. Yeah, exactly. You could have a birthday package. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Where I or I strip tease for the for the um, birthday boy or girl. Is that a birthday package? I don't want that <laughs> birthday package. I'd like to return this package, please. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be cool. Someone yeah. should do that. We should do that. Let's get on it. What are we wasting our time for? (laughs) Can't take our idea. We've trademarked it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Good times. Thanks, as always, for listening. Be sure to check us out at tablehopspodcast.com and on social media at tablehopspodcast. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and email us your feedback tablehopspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, good beers, good games. Grr!